What's up, Fight Fan? You're listening to MMA Daily, the podcast where we bring you the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. It is Sunday, December 19th, 2021, and this week's episode, the 2021 Holiday Special. We'll be recapping all of the action from the busy Saturday in combat sports, UFC Vegas 45, and of course, Showtime Boxing. We'll talk about the latest in MMA news. Could we have a new player in the MMA landscape? And of course, some key bouts being announced and being shuffled to kick off the beginning of 2022. And then, of course, it's what you all came for. It is the holiday gift-giving spectacular at MMA Daily. We take some of the fan-favorite fighters and we figure out what to get them for the holidays. And of course, that's in the place because we do not have an upcoming event. We are done for 2021. So let's get it started. My name is Gabriel Gonzalez, and I'm here with my co-host, Natalie Zamudio. Hello, Double G. Christmas is nearly upon us. Uh, someone, I saw some family members on Saturday, and someone said, oh, I'll see you on Friday. And I said, oh, cool, what's Friday? <laughs> I forgot that Christmas Eve was already just around the corner. So uh, I'm uh, pretty excited, but I uh, want to get into our Christmas gifts. Before I get into the real Christmas gifts under the tree there, but uh, but yeah, exciting uh, night of fights last night too. What uh, what jumped out at you from uh, from what we were looking at yesterday? You know what? Uh, what I liked is that it was a whole straight like block of combat sports. Yeah. Like Derek Lewis and Dawkins ended, and then they were like a uh, couple minutes later, Deron Williams football. You know. NBA yes, yes, versus yes, NFL, totally, yeah. and I was it's like, just seamless transition, right? Exactly, just go straight through. I loved it. What about mm. you? Yeah, I mean that was great. Uh, if I'm gonna pick something from both that I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was, Cub Swanson on the UFC MMA side, and Amanda Serrano obviously is great, but that fight was was pretty awesome. So I was, uh, those things are still uh, in my memory, apart from the big obvious ones. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, let's talk. Uh, let's start with UFC first, and then we could obviously touch on a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Derek Lewis taking on Chris Dawkins. Um, first round finish. I think my biggest thing, I like Dawkins was doing the right things to get it going, which I think you know, you know, they drilled that a lot. Stay out of the way. Use the kicks. Use the speed. He has thirty. You're thirty pounds lighter. Take advantage of it. You know. I know. That might sound a little counterintuitive, but he's faster. Do something with it. I think the biggest thing was when Lewis got in there with the flurry. You know, it, it looked like Dawkins, you know, he, he was shook up a little. He's feeling the power in there, right? But then they kind of get away from the cage. He defends the takedown. And then he just stays right in that pocket with him, Natalie. And I was like, why? And, and look, in the moment... He's a heavyweight. He's probably used to throwing hands and getting that respect, but you just have to know what you're getting into when you get into those positions with Lewis. And the guys who have beaten him are guys who could get him off of his feet like DC, or you just avoid the pocket altogether. Cyril Gaon, Junior Dos Santos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and really, Daka stayed in there. And you just, you know what you're playing with when you get in there with Lewis and you stay at close range. Lewis connects. Uh, Dawkins pretty much crumples to the cage. And that was all she wrote. Just, what can I say? All-time leader in knockouts. And you saw, you know, bread and butter, steak and potatoes. That's all he needed to get the job done. Yeah, it was a vintage Derek Lewis complete with the you know that snake pose uh finishing move and the he added a, a, a tongue wiggle throwing the cup out to the crowd yeah, unexpected that was, that was gross especially because like some dude some dude grabbed it it's like you know like it's not dry first of all what are you <laughs> gonna do with it second of all um i think it would have been funnier if it had just stayed untouched on the you know and the audience and like the camera had just zoomed in on it like nobody willing to engage with Derek Lewis's cup yep. uh but no yeah he you know you laid it out pretty great that last shot that it just unplugged 
unplug Chris Dacus, you know, <laughs> his body from his brain. Airplane uh, mode, they call it now. Yeah, right. Airplane mode. We saw that later on too in the other uh, the other promotion, but uh, it was uh, yeah, it was classic Derek Lewis. I was happy to see it. My favorite part after the victory was his interview, where you know, old old funny reliable honest Derek Lewis says, "I prefer uh, three round fights." Yeah, I'll fight for the belt, but can you make it a three-rounder? Because five's too long. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, like, I kind of feel like there should be, uh, you know, maybe like an exhibition, you know, kind of like a, a BMF type thing for the heavyweights where you can do a three-rounder for folks like Derek Lewis, um, you know, or maybe it could be like a, a clause in the contract where, like, if it's a it's a championship fight and Derek Lewis doesn't finish by round three his opponent then you just go to the scorecards or something <laughs> you know because uh i like that idea i think there's nothing wrong with a three-round heavyweight fight that's for sure i mean uh, low-key you hear guys kind of throw their muscle around you've heard some of them like i don't want a main event like i could just co-main and be on big cards like Im- imagine if you're always the co-main for example the conor mcgregor Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't need to... Why go three rounds? Or, sorry, go five rounds. To prove something? I mean, people kind of try to play the cards a little bit. I think Derek is... You know, Derek will fight five. He just, you know... Yeah. He's not going to do it any <laughs> any given Saturday, just for yeah. the heck of it. Um, To talk about that, where do we go with Derek Lewis? Um, I'll say this, uh, and I've... Just for full transparency, you know, not to act like, well, like we didn't see it. Uh, John Jones got essentially reached a plea deal for the incident in September, which, you know, we could discuss that all day, but I'm going to choose to just keep it linear and say that should keep the door open to meet the winner of Nganu Ngan coming up next month. Case in point, what do you do with Derek Lewis? If John Jones is really coming back, then I feel like this perfectly sets up Stipe versus the Beast. And if yeah. not Stipe, um, give me Tai Tuivasa and Derek. I know Tai is not on the board rankings. I don't care. I like the fight. Let's do it. <laughs> not to mention Derek's fought literally just about everybody on that list, I believe. He's fought so yeah. many guys. Um, I'm with you. I, I, okay, I'm with you, except I was thinking, man, you know what? Like, John Jones shouldn't get a title fight right away when he, you know, on his debut heavyweight fight. Make him fight Derek Lewis. But that's not going to happen. Okay, so who, Derek Lewis, yeah, you, you named it perfectly. Stipe, Tai Tuivasa, I like that a lot. I'm looking at the rankings here, UFC rankings. He's now on, on the, uh, in the 11th spot, um, coming off of, you know, not being ranked. So, so that's good. And it's like, you know, Tai Tuivasa is now in the position where, kind of like where Sean O'Malley is, where you're a big enough name and you're entertaining and attractive to audiences enough that you don't need to be as high-ranked as some of these other guys to get a big-name opponent. So he's in that sweet spot where he could get a Derek Lewis if Derek Lewis was game. And I don't see why Derek Lewis wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, you could... I know Tom Aspinall is working his way up, but... You look at him in Ty beat Sakai, who's at number 12. Um, Dacus beat Shamil, so that kind of just feels like a step back. At least Ty to Ivasa, you know you're getting good television. They yeah. could run the Curtis Blades fight back, but I feel like Derek isn't, you know, he'll be like, just give me somebody else if we're going to do that. You know, you know Curtis is just going to try to wrestle him, so... Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Just Stipe or Ty, whoever gets it, just let me know when it's at because I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you nailed it. Um, Cub Swanson probably had the feel-good story of the comeback. You had Justin Toffa gets the finish after missing weight, the first heavyweight to miss weight. So that <laughs> was um, that was something. Uh, Raquel Pennington beats Macy Chesson. And then probably the other notable one, Amanda Lemos against uh, Angela Hill. Lemos gets the split decision. Angela, just every time they're close, they just never go her way. So it's just, uh, it was quite the mixed bag of an undercard, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was actually. It was surprisingly, like, entertaining, um, considering, you know, it wasn't the big card that we just had last week. 
And uh, yeah, Angela Hill, man, that was that was a great fight. She oh, yeah. ate that front kick. I mean, that was like you know one of those knockout highlight reel kicks you see from other fighters, the legends, and she ate it. She got a little wobbly, but she kept going. And she's tough, dude. She's I feel like that's the best fight of hers I've seen. Although she her previous fight I think was a really good one too that she lost. I can't remember who it was against now. Um, the Michelle Watterson one. Ah uh, no, Claudia Gadea. I think it was that one. Yeah. I think it was Claudia. But yeah, any any case, she's, you know, the she's got the most fights uh, in the strawweight division in the UFC. Like, you know, she's doing her thing. She's not she's not winning. She's not having the outcomes she wants. But she's making a name for herself. She's getting a lot of experience. I think it'll pay off for her. It's taking longer than she wanted. But you know, when you think about how she started and not really having much experience at all in MMA. Like she's really uh, grown leaps and bounds and the UFC is stuck with her and she's stuck with them. And so I think, I think we're going to see some cool things from her in the next couple of years. Uh, Lamos, sorry, you mean Hill? I mean, Angela Hill. Yeah, Hill. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I mean, she's kind of in that spot. I think that even Dana kind of acknowledges it's like, yeah, the roster needs your Clay Guidas, mm-hmm. you know, your Jim Millers. And look, they just got so many fights. They're always game. They always bring it. But that's just essentially, uh, you know, kind of it. And look, not to say that Angela can't make a run. And look, I mean, Charles Oliveira, Glover Teixeira, it didn't always look great for them. So um, uh, certainly she's right there. But I think once again, you just got to get that consistency going, right? And mm-hmm. a, a lot of those fights, Claudia could have gone her way yesterday. I thought it was going to go her way. I Me was too. pretty surprised, to be honest. But yeah, you know, once again, she's in some good fights every time out. So certainly you have a lot more to look forward to from Angela. Especially, uh, I don't know what it is. It seemed like she hasn't been... What happened, Angela? Are people not pulling out at strawweight anymore? I mean, I feel like she used to step up and get in there more. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know she was on track. She was going to tie Kevin Holland for fights last year. Yeah, wow, yeah. No okay. one brought it up, but she I believe she lost it because uh, she got sick on one of them. But it's That's like, right, that's right. Bruh, I mean, what? I thought that was our thing. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. happened? Anyway. Or your thing, be more specific. <laughs> I don't step into fights, you know, when they're scheduled. <laughs> um, final UFC event of the year. We'll talk about all of that, the year in review and all that next week. But what I will say is, man, it's been quite a run to end the season, to say the least. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, quite a run. And, like, you know, you can't, ex- you can't um, extract, like this year of fights without from the from the just the crazy two years that the whole world has been in so it's it's um it's like those things will always be tied together right like certain fights that we saw the last two years and it's going to be that like oh yeah the covid years you know and like <laughs> so it's kind of cool it's just like where were you when well yeah you know one of the things we were doing is watching ufc because they were they were back at it as soon as they could be what i will say you know just by the nature of it, and I only bring it up because it's obviously a big deal this particular week, but their ability to keep it together and back it up and shuffle the deck. When you look at, I mean, for example, this week with the NBA and NFL, they're like pausing games and postponing stuff. And, you know, I heard like one of the teams, it was basketball for sure, but I forget which one off the top of my head, but they're like, hey, they've had so many people exposed or testing positive for covid that they don't have in the minimum they're worried they won't have the minimum amount of players to play a game and it's like you know the fact that the ufc has been able to go forward not cancel one card due to the pandemic postpone or otherwise some fights you know that they got they had to be pushed back and that's just that's just a fact but the fact that all the events held through I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. it was... I mean, you see it now, I'm like, we really are that engine that could. Yeah, dude. I mean, that, you know, that's why... I can't remember what the question was to Dana White. Um, lot, maybe a lot after UFC 269. Something about a venue. I think they're talking about California, you know, the, the upcoming fight 
plans that they have for 2022. And someone said, like, what, what happens if you can't do it there? You know, and he's like, there's no problems. He's like, we have Florida. We have Texas. Um, I can't remember what other state he named. And he's like, we have Fight Island. Vegas. So like, oh, the Apex. Yeah, of course. He's like, we got the Apex. So, like, as far as UFC is concerned, like, you know, so long as Nevada is supporting them and Florida and Texas keep being Florida and Texas, like, they're good. They're going to have places to fight no matter what. Even if it's just, you know, a circle of the three places in the U.S. and then the Fight Island, like, they're good for as long as they need to be. They're, you know, they have their, their fight bubble and, like, that's it, you know. So I, I am proud of the fact that our sport is the one that keeps on ticking despite all this uh, pandemic stuff not going away. I mean, one of the things I'll say is that I think that whether it's in the paperwork or not, I'm sure all fighters know in case of emergency, be prepared to head to the apex. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm going to Florida and this and that. It's like, uh, it, it can happen at the drop of a hat. You end up back at apex. So, and by now, most of the fighters have already fought there for, you know, at one point or another. So it's like, well, there's nothing really to worry about. You know, it's like, you know what you're in for. The small cage is what it is. And that's just where they're at. Yep. But yeah, um, uh, before we talk about MMA news, we've got to bring it up. <laughs> Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, the rematch. Um, moderately exciting undercard. I, like I said, I like Jordan Williams, Frank Gore. I saw a tweet, um, Shaheen Al-Shadi. He said, Darren Williams making his MMA and boxing debut the way he was just throwing him around. Yeah, yeah. That was something. I, uh, that was more fun than it had any right to be, and I loved it. It was, and at the end, he's like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> My one-and-done experience, so I appreciate the honesty there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he wasn't bad. And, uh, you know, the size, the height difference, I think, was the, the real what really may put put the the fight in his favor but like hey man like they still got punched they still punched each other pretty hard and it wasn't terrible now okay it got a little cuckoo with the throwing and pushing each other out of the ring and whatnot but oh that was nothing not bad not bad <laughs> that was for, nothing when you what saw what happened in the main event but um well, yeah 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 amanda serrano did amanda serrano things i gotta say respect because she's actually i think she's got I think Heather Hardy might have one more MMA victory, but I know that uh, Serrano, um, you know, she's competed in MMA and she's still doing her thing in boxing at this level. And I hope we see that Katie Taylor fight for her. Yeah. But yeah, let's get into the real, you know, you know what we came for. Real deal, Holyfield. Oh, yeah. Man. (laughs) Okay, so Tyron starts the fight. And he's immediately more aggressive, and I see that urgency, and I'm like, yes, this is what we wanted out of you. Uh And then sometime through that first minute, after that first minute, it's like, and then what happens? He just seems to let himself get tied up, and the commentators, I mean, I think this is a benefit of knowing the game of Jake Paul isn't that, you know, multifaceted. They said that's essentially his game, one, two, three, clinch. Mm-hmm. Could I tell you exactly what that is as well as they do? No, but I think we all get it. Yeah. And really, Tyron, and I, I'll say this again, short notice, the size, the size, the size, the size. Paul is probably about, what, 20 to 30 pounds heavier, got the reach, got the youth, doesn't have the miles on his body. All of that is a real thing. And I truly feel like, all the things Tyron was doing, they were fantastic. It's just they didn't have any effect because he's taken on a guy so much bigger. Yeah. And so, really, Jake Paul is confident he can walk through Tyron Woodley and tie him up each time. He's not scared to come forward because Tyron Woodley is smaller. And then there's the cut, and that seems to, you know, Tyron literally smelled the blood in the ring and gets after him a little more. I don't know if I gave him all the rounds, but I could tell you he had a good case for a bunch of them. So it's a, it could be even about 3-3, three, 2-3, three, three, still anybody's fight, going into the sixth round, and then, my word, 
every angle they've posted uh, has been oh. painful. Painful, bro. Tyron drops the lead hand, and Jake does everything you're supposed to do when you want to land the kill shot. Step back, wind up, turn it over, boom! I remember the sound live was just like, oh, and then it was... I mean, that was like a Masvidal almost, just the slow motion fall. I was just like, wow. And and Jake Paul, six-round knockout. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable, bro. I mean, I have so many thoughts. But the first thing I said to my husband when I told him, I was like, dude, I was like, (laughs) Tyron Woodley just got knocked out. He's like, oh, well. And I was like, no, dude, it was bad. Like, it was really bad. It was like, you know, Marquez Pacquiao, yep. Canelo Amir Khan. Um, and, 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 you know, when they keep playing the, you know, the, the replay of, of Tyron Willie just fall. I mean, he is vertical. He gets hit and, like, he's out. So his head just tipped. He's, he's out from the point of, like, like, you know, he's straight. And then he's already out. And his head starts dipping down. He's just completely out for, like, a 90-degree drop to the canvas. I mean, it's that makes me think of like, you know, fiction of Rocky, Rocky four, right. Apollo Creed, just slow-mo falling and falling over and over again, man. And I'm like looking at him on the canvas, his face smashed into the canvas. And it's like, this can't have been worth it, man. It really cannot have been for the effect that will have on your brain and the embarrassment of it all to have lost to this guy twice and now like this, you know, this being the second one, dude, just, it just sucked the air out of, I think every MMA fan, (laughs) you know, after Derek Lewis does something cool and then you see that and you see this guy, Jake Paul celebrating, like he did something amazing. Yeah. He created an amazing highlight reel for himself. But like, as you pointed out, let's talk about the size difference guys. Like that's real. And you know what pissed me off is is in the post fight where Jake Paul is saying, "I want to fight Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal and Conor McGregor, bro. Conor McGregor is a lightweight. Nate Diaz, you primarily fights at you know lightweight 170. Jorge Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal used to be a lightweight. Now he's fighting at 170. Like these men are not your size. Like first of all, stop picking MMA fighters. Second of all, pick someone your own size." It's just ridiculous, dude. It's just ridiculous. The last thing I'll say is just going back to the cage in the ring. You know, Mama Woodley's over there hugging Jake Paul. And, you know, Ariel Hawani's interviewing him. And then Tyron Woodley goes up and and gives him a hug. And it almost looks like his mom made him do it. Because he's standing there and he's just so humiliated. Ah, man, I don't know how you live that down. Like, how do you get that taste out of your mouth of getting knocked out? Okay, that happens. You're a fighter, but getting knocked out by this guy—that just sucks, man. <laughs> that just sucks so hard. Yeah, I oh. mean, it's you know, I mean, Ben Askren been through it. Um, but Nate Nate Robinson, let's be honest, he kind of he's made more money than all of them before he ever stepped in the ring. Uh-huh. So maybe that's not as big of a deal. But yeah, uh, to me, the real image was when they do all four. Jake, Tyron, and the moms. Yeah. And you just watching, you know, they're kind of, they like alternated, you know, their moms, right? I believe that's what I remember seeing on TV. Yeah. But it was just like, you just see Tyron looking so dejected and having to sit through the photo. And I was like, let the man go. I mean, yeah. Locker room. No questions necessary. Come on. That, that, That was just, that, that was hard to watch. And I think people forget that it's like, oh, it's, is Jake Paul and I'm like the punches were real guys I mean this isn't like well what's he feel bad about it's like I don't think you get it because I feel like uh, one of the things I found is that the Jake Paul experience is different right and I think the way people talk about it and the way people treat it is different and maybe that's why we like it a bit because it's a bit of fresh air right in our discussion we talk about things we wouldn't normally talk about because it's so different but you know the fact is don't you don't make a guy stay out there and 
I don't know if he felt pressured to and Mama Woodley and Mama Paul and all that, but I just didn't like it. Like, let the man go, you know, yep. just let, let him go to the locker room. You could do all that behind closed doors without the international camera TV watching. Um, I don't care so much about the fighting MMA fighters. To me, it's just your own size. One, yeah. you, you brought, yeah. you said it simply. I mean, they're all smaller. Nate, uh, okay, yes, they're bigger names. They are quote unquote, you see them as better fighters. They're all smaller. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, all of those guys, no matter how good they are, still giving up probably close to 20 pounds on fight night to yep. Jake. It's just not, it's not worth it, in my opinion. I mean, you give them a guy like a Robert Whitaker, a Luke Rockhold, Gega Musasi, someone more, you know, could get his lunch money from him, then let's talk. But outside of that, really, what are we doing? You just want to see the same thing. You want to see the personalities, not really the fight, which maybe that's the whole point of Jake Paul. But if you're telling me you, oh, like more legit or all that, it's like, I'll say this. If they were, if you were to tell me they're doing next summer, Paul Diaz, I'll be like, well, okay. I don't care. There's nothing more to prove. He's already proven he's a handful for any guy who's smaller than him. You yeah. Know, it's, I mean, surprise, surprise, right? Yeah, that's my biggest compliment I could give. It's like, you're not just going to be a better fighter and walk over him giving up all this weight. He's actually, his skills are actually better than that. And that isn't something we thought of 12 months ago. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, for my money, they'll do Tommy Fury. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone cool is under contract, and I mean, he couldn't get off the Tommy Fury thing all week. The T-shirt, the yeah. walkout outfit, post-fight interview. I'm like, oh my gosh, man! Like, just say that's the girl you really wanted to go to prom with and be done with it. <laughs> Stop putting this other girl through that. That's so funny about the walkout because when I saw his like his cape robe, I was like, "What is that? The British flag? Why does he have the British flag?" Yeah. But now that you say it, like, okay, either he just didn't have time to get a new one, or he had that one made to taunt Tommy Fury, who was probably watching, you know, from wherever he's he's hanging out. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Yeah. And the, did you see that he had the message to Tommy stitched into it? No, I did not. What did it say? It said, like, in the red part of the flag, it said, like, Tommy, something like along the lines of, wish you were here, but I guess watching at home on TV is cool, too. And I'm like, <laughs> bruh, really? I mean... That's the best he could come up with. So I, I, I was just like, that. that is... Like I said, just say that's the girl you really wanted to date and yeah. stop playing games, you know. And I say that respectfully. It's like, you knew who you wanted to throw hands with. That's why you keep bringing it up. Anyway. Yep. Uh, uh, well, we'll put it this way. We'll be talking about Jake Paul next week, too. <laughs> um, MMA news. Let's get into it. Uh, Eagle Fighting Championships. So we know that Habib got into the promoting game. He essentially bought this smaller promotion in Russia called Gorilla. Obviously, the Gorilla is on his arch nemesis chest, so he had to change <laughs> that to the Eagle, of course. Um, but now, you know, they did their thing on Fight Pass. People not really feeling it, you know. It wasn't exactly drawing in massive ratings. And now, Habib and company, new coat of paint, they're going to be on FlexCast, FLX, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, they're essentially the only thing on this streaming service that as of right now is free to subscribe. But inaugural event, January 28th, Tyrone Spong, the king of the ring in Muay Thai and kickboxing, taking on Sergey Karatanov. You remember him from fighting Matt Mitrion in Bellator, most likely. Rashad Evans is in the co-headliner. They signed Kevin Lee. And Habib's out here telling Dana White, if you didn't know, now you know. And 
or sorry, Dana might have said that, and but you know, Habib gave him his own, his own one-liner back at him. Uh, Natalie, so here's my thing. So uh, full disclosure, I went out there, attended the press conference. I could tell you right now, the money they put into this thing, legit, like top of the line. The cage looks good. They have their own building. It looks like they have all the capabilities they need to broadcast from the building. All of it was just... I could tell they have invested a lot of money. They, I thought going in, they're going to be like LFA. Small venues, mm-hmm. don't really have a home base. Feeder system on Fight Pass to the, uh, to the UFC. And really looking at it, I really feel like, you know, he is just coming out of left field really trying to make a splash. And when you look at his roster, and we'll get into that in a minute, but I was like, you know, he is really, they are really trying to get this thing off the ground. And I think the fact that they're on their own streaming service and all that, you know, if it takes off, they're going to start going behind a paywall. But for now, I was just like, I mean, if you're throwing money around, this is kind of like PFL Part 2. You just have somewhere else that you can make cash. What are your thoughts? Well, I uh, oh, I actually have a question first. How sure. does the facility in Miami, you've, you've spent a lot of time at the Apex. How does it compare to the Apex as far as, you know, I mean, you, you say it's it looks pretty legit and it looks, it looks nice, but, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're choosing which one you want to hang out in all day, which one are you going to pick? I mean, I'm going to just say this. The Apex is a custom-built building, uh, mm-hmm. the FLX uh, studio. It's kind of been adapted. Like, they had the walls up and everything. They had the rooms. It's just now they've been kind of cleared out. So the way it works, you could tell they kind of have, like, side offices and all the capabilities. But it was more a TV studio that they've kind of renovated a little bit to be Mm. a... It's still a TV studio, but now it's housing a whole, you know, broadcast place in there. Gotcha. Like, they have a front kind of lobby and you know they have all the eagle fighting stuff decals or decals however you say painted on the walls and you know they have uh what i'd heard is it was previously used for like nickelodeons like the kids choice awards where they get slimed with the green stuff uh they've adapted a place like that the apex is literally built to only work for a ufc event like Dana White has a personal office and all the stuff they do. So I don't think it's fair. What I will say is that the FLX studio has all the bells and whistles that I think are... It, it has the basics you need to do what the Apex does. Hold fights there and broadcast them from the same spot. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. I mean, that's a, that's a great step in the right direction to, to have your own studio... And to have your own, um, you know, control of your own production. So, so that's good. You know, there's a blueprint there that the UFC has laid out for everybody to, to, to uh, use as they wish. Um, what I'm excited about is the weight classes. Um, and I think that could be the ticket to help them sign more fighters, uh, bigger names, um, where, you know, the competition after a fighter gets released from the UFC is Bellator PFL or, you know, one and PFL has the, the tournament system that is appealing. We saw that with Pettis and, um, well, boy, Rory McDonald Bellator has, you know, more notable competition. Um, but this 165 thing and 175 thing, that's a game changer. I mean, think about how many lightweights or, welterweights in the UFC have always said oh my god I wish there was a 165 I mean Khabib wanted one Kevin Lee has always wanted one thing I think of like Donald Cerrone so that's what I'm looking at here to see is what kind of progress they make building out the 165 pound division that's uh that's going to be the most interesting thing to me but but in general um yeah I mean Khabib's a huge name in a lot of, of parts of the world he has the money and or access to money 
he's associated with with folks that have access to money as well, connections. So I bet this gets rolling and starts getting bigger and bigger. Um, you know, by the end of next year, let's just look at how their first their first show in 2022 looks and what's the production look like, production quality. That's going to that's going to say a lot and and um and will determine in addition to the weight class weight classes will determine like how successful they will be recruiting bigger names. So one of the things I was listening to, I was listening to Becky Lynch, the WWE, let's be honest, they, they're all superstars. No, really, she's a superstar yeah, pro wrestler. Yeah. And, the, you know, asked her, well, you know, WWE, and now they have the AEW that has a lot of names. And she's like, well, you know, it's like, I don't mind. It's like, so there's more wrestling. Like, do you only watch one cop show? If you like cop shows, no, you watch a lot of them think it's a similar concept with mma you like mma well there's a lot of it go watch it when you want it how you want it you if you have a favorite if the favorite happens to be the most popular you know ufc okay but then she's like if there's one thing i will say maybe gets lost is that there's so much good wrestling out there but because there's so much wrestling in general the good wrestling gets lost when I think about all this with Eagle and, you know, they're signing perfectly talented and respectable names and guys and they have plans, I do worry it's like, we have UFC. Uh, okay, you watch what you want, but let's say in general, UFC, Bellator, PFL, one championship. We might be talking about the WFL, right? Yeah, and now yeah. Eagle, I'm like, I'm sorry, but you could have a perfectly great fight. I can't tell you that everyone who even loves MMA is going to commit to it. You know, I think that it's um, because we are so in this as part of the media, I think it's easy to forget that most people really don't care to watch all of it. Yeah. You know, there's a reason Bellator... And all of them, you know, that are non-UFC struggle to really take off because at the end of the day, with so much UFC and all that other content, it's really hard to get people to say, oh yeah, I'm going to show up in droves for Bellator. You know, I think that the biggest one, I saw the number that the Bellator event actually with AJ McKee that went head to head and everyone thought this is the one they're going to, this is the fight to be at. I heard the numbers were so lopsided in favor of UFC, I almost fell off my couch, Natalie. Wow. Yeah, and so I think about that's what, when you stack it and you deliver a home run, but the fan base is already so ingrained in UFC and everybody else mentality, I really don't know how Eagle and all that, you got to essentially say that this, Okay, you could get talent from everywhere. That doesn't mean people everywhere are going to watch it. Yeah. And, great you point. know, we've seen that with PFL. I mean, if it doesn't have a Kayla Harrison or a Ray Cooper, are the numbers as fantastic? Is it as in the front? Is it at the front of your thinking on a fight week when there's UFC and Bellator? Probably not, right? Some of those events, they kind of fell under the wayside when the big yeah. names weren't there. I think it's the exact same thing. I, I I want people to get paid. I think that it's great, but there is so much MMA out there that when I was thinking about it, I'm like, bro, I don't know. I mean, if you have time to watch everything, I think that that's fantastic because I could tell you, even me being in on this, it's hard for me to say I can keep up with all of the stuff going on. Like, I know what's a big name. I know it's a big fight, but... You're telling me they might be running three or four events a week from all the different places? I don't, all I know is that if you need MMA, don't ever complain that you can't find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a difference between MMA and UFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but some people still don't know that distinction. They train UFC. Yeah, they train UFC. Yeah, but... Anyway, that's where I got to. Um, also, just some tidbits. Uh, PFL and One Championship, both expected to have a new broadcast partner. They could be on TV. They could end up streaming. 
just something to keep in mind. UFC Fight Pass, they're losing Chelsea Submission Underground. He's hinted that he's going to Flow Combat or, yeah, just fl- Flow, FLO. Mm-hmm. So that means now the main, outside of the UFC library, and they do have some original stuff. Megan O'Leary does her thing there and other that other stuff like that. But the other MMA content now is just pretty much going to be LFA and Anthony Pettis' new promotion, Showtime Fighting Championship. So it's like, I mean, it's just one of those things. And I get it. Not all of these shows are meant to be a Bellator, but... Man, there's just a lot of MMA going on. Yeah, there is. And that's crazy about UFC Fight Pass. Like, when they first launched it and started, you know, fixing all the kinks, like, it was this amazing library and 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 hub for, for you know, the UFC fights and all these other promotions. And, like, once they signed the deal with ESPN, it just kind of fizzled out. And, you know, they direct you there for certain things. But, like, I can't remember the last time I went to to ufc fight pass page like i just go to the espn app now and to the espn plus app you know for everything ufc or youtube for any reason such so it's a shame i should probably check to see when my subscription gets renewed so <laughs> because some, something to keep in mind is that fight pass works like wwe network in a lot of places outside of the united states okay so you get the library and you get like what we would have as pay-per-view events for like 20 bucks a month. So yeah, that sounds amazing. Doesn't it? <laughs> I, I asked one of my friends, can I ask you how much? And I was like, <gasps> like, you know, like I know people struggling, Natalie. Ooh, you should get I a VPN. One of them. Then you can pretend you're in Canada or wherever. I don't think <laughs> we're allowed to say that on the air, but that's not a bad oh, idea. Oh, no, it's okay. Ariel Helwani <laughs> talks about it on his podcast. They're a sponsor of his, and he's like, hey, when I was in Canada, I was watching, um, you know, US TV <laughs> with my VPN. Yes, but it's different because now it's like how you get the, anyway, the app going. But no, that, I, I get <laughs> what just, you're saying. Hey, guys, guys, I'm just allegedly. Natalie, you were the happened. good one. What happened? <laughs> uh, but wait, well, hold on. One more thing, though. PFL is not going to be with ESPN anymore? No. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think that is ESPN saying we'd rather put more money into UFC UFC saying we don't want any more competition or PFL wanting more money from somewhere else. Like, would you have any sense of what, what that's about? I think PFL feels they could grow more, not always being like people are driving down the highway and they're taking the UFC exit. They're not stopping at PFL. Right. right. I think that's all it is. Okay. And you know, Hey, maybe they feel like they got a lot to maybe a little more freedom being outside the UFC bubble. Yeah. Maybe. But, um, yeah, you, you distracted me on something. What was I going to say? <laughs> oh, the, the Fight Pass thing. Outside of the U.S., it actually is a lot more... That That's how fans get their UFC. It's not through ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, okay. So that, that's why, you know, it's like... It's like, is it going extinct? If you live in North America, specifically if you live in the USA, you probably get enough MMA, at least this year, through your ESPN Plus and Bellator and other stuff on TV, you don't need Fight Pass. You're probably getting your MMA fix per week, right? Yeah. Other places in the world, they kind of rely on the Fight Pass app to get their stuff. So Makes sense. Yeah, th- I think that's something to keep in mind. It's like you can't just drive it extinct because it, like, it's more like the zone. People okay. use it a lot more outside of the U.S. Right. Although they have kind of had a resurgence with boxing recently. But anyway, all that aside, you know, a lot to look forward to. I mean, how, once again, is there enough MMA to go around? Yes. Could there be too much? We're about to find out. <laughs> um, I'm going to actually skip a lot of the other stuff, just a lot of basics. Uh, Bellator announces some title fights. I think they got it right. We got Ryan Bader coming up to unify against Moldovsky. Uh Gegard Musasi, Austin Vanderford, February 25th in Ireland. UFC 270, they're moving the Cannoneer versus Brunson bout. I'm assuming, one, you want a backup, but two, with travel and Omicron. I think they just want to know that they will have somebody available if Whitaker or Adesanya, you know, aren't able to make it to the title fight. 
Okay, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that before we get to the fun? No. No. Oh, uh, Brazil. It looks like they want to go to Brazil for the May pay-per-view. They could double stack it, but for sure, I think that if you're only going to get one, they're going to do Oliveira Gaethje somewhere in like Vegas. And they're going to do Glover Teixeira versus Jir Prohashka in Brazil. What about you? Yeah, that makes sense for, you know, eyeballs and spectacle. You, you want your 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 bigger uh, marquee championship fight to be in Vegas, fight capital, right? And you still have another, you know, popular Brazilian that you can you can benefit from having a uh, main main event a fight in Brazil. So those line up pretty nicely. Yeah. Like I said, you could double stack it, but I think if you're only going to get one you feel like you could get more bang for your buck with Gaethje in America than you will Charles in the whole fight in Brazil, personally. And you know the undercard's going to be popping with all the guys on a run right now, too. Yeah. Um, they're talking about Poirier and Nate Diaz, possibly February. All I know is that is a really fast turnaround. If they do make it happen, I wouldn't hate it, but... A lot of good stuff got to go right at the negotiating table to see it in tw two months. What about you? Yeah, especially for the Diaz side because he just, you know, has a history of <laughs> of digging his heels in. I think Poirier can just get what he close to what he asks for, whatever that may be. He's a big name, and you know, okay, he didn't he lost that fight to Oliveira, but he's still the guy who is, you know defeating conor mcgregor twice in a in a short span of time and you, you think they'll help him get back on the horse i think that that's enough that he's a big enough name to to not be the the, the issue in this uh in this in this booking meaning like ufc is going to be willing to give him what he wants because he's probably not going to ask for anything crazy he's earned it diaz is difficult and you know i don't think they're as willing to bend over backwards for him that being said like Diaz is. When's the last time he won a fight? Like uh, this one makes me nervous. I don't want him to lose another one. Like he's got to, you know, think about his brand a little bit. I don't think this is a winnable fight for him. And so, I mean, as I exciting as it is, I think he's just in it for the. I think this is BMF without the BMF. Yeah, of course. I think it's he's just in it for the money, but like you, you want to win too, right? And so, anyway, just let him bang, bro. <laughs> Just let okay. him bang. You should put that on your tombstone, man. Just let him bang, bro. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I mean, Dana just, I saw it before we got on. He shared the video. I guess he was like, yeah, you know, he kind of faint, like he was going to punch this fan at the Jake Paul fight last night. And <laughs> oh my gosh, they were just, I heard they kicked out those island boys from TikTok and all that. It's, oh. it was a whole thing last night, apparently. Some kid came at Masvidal, and then when Masvidal came back, he had to go, I'm 17, I'm 17, and I'm like, oh God, what a wuss. Crazy stuff happens at Jake Paul fights, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, it is time, get your popcorn, get, the serious talk is done, it is time <laughs> for the holiday special, the gift-giving spectacular 2021. I'm going to go first, Natalie, you had the nerve to disrespect this woman last year and give her toilet paper because you couldn't remember where she was at. So I'm going to line it up for you. The first person you need to get a Christmas gift for is Miss Tracy Cortez, soon to be Tracy Ortega. Yeah, um, it was COVID, man. Everybody wanted toilet paper. Don't give Come on me that. now. <laughs> I mean, like... Those are stressful times. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I do want to make it up to her. I would like to take her out to a nice a nice lunch. You know, I don't want to take up her nighttime. A nice lunch. Uh, I can tell that she likes her good Mexican food. And I want to take her to a restaurant over by, um, it's like in South, uh, South LA. It's where uh, USC, University of Southern California campus is. It's near there. It's called Chichen Itza. It's it's bomb Mexican food from like the southern part of um, of Mexico, and if she wants to bring Brian Ortega with her, I'm happy to buy him <laughs> lunch too. So I'm inviting both of them to lunch at Chichen Itza as a Christmas present. Feliz Navidad to Tracy Cortez. 
Well played. You know what? Um, I feel like she's someone who appreciate. You know, girls struggle with this. I understand. Um, hook her up with like a good lash person and get like a gift oh. certificate. And you know, if they can throw in like you know a, a new set of nails or something, you know what? That's my gift, Tracy. Keep looking fierce. That's my gift to you. That's the best I could come up with. I like that. That's nice. A, a self, a pampering day. You know, treat yourself. I like that. Exactly. You know. You know. Have someone else make you look like the you you see in the mirror in your heart. <laughs> That's okay. all it is. All right. Go ahead. Hit me with one of yours. Okay. Uh, uh, Mr. Ryan Hall is first on my list. Um, what What do you want to give to old uh, Fifty Fifty? <laughs> And you know what? Okay, I say this really nicely. Some icy hot. Because the way he just crashes to the floor when he's trying to go for all those submissions, I mean, he's out there pulling guard like it's 1995 UFC. And I respect it. He's doing his thing. But I was like, you know, that's got to hurt after a while. A lot of the mat burn. You know yeah. what? Put some icy hot on it. Keep doing your thing, Ryan. It's my gift. Yeah, I see to dull the pain, hot to relax it away. I like exactly. that. I like that. Shaq, Shaq endorsed. Um, okay, I heard him on the uh, Helwani uh, MMA Hour the other day, and I never, I you know, I remember him from Tough and obviously his, you know, his fights and stuff. But like, I've never sat down and listened to a full interview with Ryan Hall. He's really super intelligent, which you can tell by the way he fights and stuff. But He's so insightful, so introspective, and he had such a, a lot of um, – he was the willingness to share about his process from the last fight where he lost, where he got knocked out, to, to this fight, the last – where he won. Uh, it was very interesting, and I thought, you know, I want to hear more from you. So I, I would like to give him a microphone so he can do his own podcast, a recording a microphone, a whole setup so he can start a podcast. I want to hear more from the mind of Ryan Hall. All right, all right, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, my next one, I'm going to go Glover Tashira. What do you get the man who's finally won everything? And I'm not going to lie, it was really, really difficult. <laughs> However, I think that with all of that fame comes with maybe some more attention that you weren't really looking for. So I'm thinking, going to get him a nice sweater, and it's going to have something custom on it, that like a hoodie. Something mm -hmm. custom, like, I know I look like him, but I'm actually not Glover. <laughs> and a okay. nice pair of sunglasses to complete the look. Now, I know you might look like a very old sketch of a, you know, a wanted criminal on a poster. But I'm <laughs> telling you, just <laughs> in the time of COVID, put a mask on, you blend right into everybody. Yeah, that's, that's true. The mask really is a game changer for folks who want to, you know blend in or do a little smash and grab i mean it seems to be benefiting a lot of folks so unfortunately I like but yeah i know unfortunately i like that okay my gift for him is pretty simple um he has a belt now and wants to keep it looking sharp wants to keep it shiny so i'm gonna give him a pack of um microfiber cloths so he can polish his belt that's it i like where you're at i like where your head's at go ahead and hit me with another one Okay, I'm going to just run down my, my list here. So I have uh, Kayla Harrison as my next uh, recipient of a Christmas gift. What do we got, Miss Kayla? Okay, you want me to go first? Go ahead. Hit okay, me with it. so coming off your fabulous interview of her. Thank you. Uh, with the, the analogy of the, you know, the bachelor and you're dating all these people. Mr. PFL, she says, has my heart. Did you hear her interview? I, I got a lot of my inspiration from Ariel Helwani's MMA Hour. Did you happen to hear her interview on the MMA Hour? I did. I heard that, you know, UFC is looking good, but PFL is number one in her heart because of the history, right? And she said, she mentioned roses. And I said, aha, she remembers her conversation with, with Mr. Double G. And you know, I'll be honest, I missed that part. I got to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, go listen to it. I was driving early morning to pick up a birthday cake for my boy from South Pasadena Torrance. So I was listening to it, long drive, and she said, oh, yeah, you know, they're all giving me roses or something to that effect. So I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. She remembered, <laughs> and it stuck with her, and now she's using it to, to sparkle in an interview with somebody else. So 
my gift to Kayla Harrison is a rose, but not just any rose. It's one of those like Beauty and the Beast roses that is in a glass dome, you know, and it's going to have uh, it's going to have your name at the bottom right there. So she can always remember <laughs> where she got the inspiration. So that's my gift for her. Well, I feel like I got a gift. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. Thank right you. Uh, you know what? Um, I am going to go. I know she loves Harry Potter. We went over this. Uh-huh. I am going to hook her up. Uh, her and the kids. Um, tickets to um, Universal Studios in Florida. Say Ooh, Harry good. Potter World, all that stuff. Take them all. Enjoy the rides. Trip for the whole fam. You deserve it. That's nice. She would love that. But I'm glad you like my idea. I hope you're as fond of my next one, Natalie. I'm going to go. My next uh, person on my list is Mr. Cyril Gaon. So I know he wants to gift himself the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. But uh, I heard, and this is also a little Helwani inspired, you know, the French Prince. Inspired <laughs> by the Fresh Prince. So you know what? I was thinking something chill, something to help him laugh. Has a lot of pop culture references. I'm going to get him an entire box set of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, I like Blu-ray that. Blu-ray and everything. Blu-ray. Oh. Oh, you know what? No, I'll pay for his year of Kulu. Yeah, is, I was going to say digital, man. Go digital. Don't make the man have to get up after every season to put in a new disc. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what's frustrating is when you're, I don't know about you, if like you're on a nostalgia run. I go on a lot of them and I try to see. I wonder if I could find that somewhere. And I'm pleasantly surprised what I'll find on a, one of the um, subscription Dreamers, services. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm low-key frustrated when it's like, oh, yeah, that's not available on any of them. You still got to pay for like per episode or per season oh, on Amazon. Yeah. And I'm that's like, what? Worst. Yeah. Come on, guys. Like all this money and you still can't get everything. <laughs> anyway. But, are you yeah. trying to find a step-by-step or Family Matters? What are you looking for? For, I forget what it was. I know Family Matters have seen that on Hulu. I wasn't a step-by-step person. Okay. Yeah. You're a little young. You're a little young. It's okay. I know. <laughs> All right, okay. Go ahead. For what Mr. do you got from Mr. Gone, Cyril? You know, I hope he likes it. I'm also, you know, thinking about his French heritage and, and nationality here. And so just today, actually, I was uh, perusing Amazon and... Um, you know, sometimes one search leads for leads the Amazon algorithm to recommend something else that's usually related. This time it was completely unrelated. I was looking for mini monster trucks for my son, and I had a recommendation for a uh, giant pillow shaped like a French baguette. It's what? it's about as yep, it's about <laughs> as big as I don't know half of me you know it's like three feet long and uh no i'm not uh, two, two feet long i was gonna say you've gotten long. shorter than i remember two and a half feet long no i mean i'll say I'm, I'm not six feet two and a half feet long it's 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 shaped like a baguette it's colored like a baguette nice and golden brown and crispy and it's just a giant ass pillow and i thought you know he might enjoy hugging that baguette at night so i would get him a baguette pillow for christmas you know what? I like that idea, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I think that's clever. Oh. Who did you have next? Uh, my next pick uh, recipient here is Mr. Dominic Cruz. Oh, my buddy. Yeah, your buddy, exactly. And uh, also inspired by your fabulous question at the, uh, at the, at the media <laughs> day last uh, week. Yeah. Um, he admitted after the fact he was a little hangry. He hadn't eaten or drank any water in a while. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to give you, Mr. Dominic Cruz, a king-size Snickers bar, so that next time you're feeling hangry, now obviously not before a weigh-in, uh, you just you just get one of those in there, and you'll feel good, you know? Snickers is the, uh, the the cure for hangriness. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you're not you when you're hungry. Exactly. You know, I thought about this, and you know this, I feel like he would appreciate something like this. I am getting Dominic Cruz, like a real nice 2021 edition thesaurus oh <laughs> that's right a thesaurus classic yes because i think as much talking as he does i think that there are fewer things that would up his game 
than having an alternative for all the things he wants to say. That's great. I like that. I could just see him thumbing through his thesaurus uh, at the at media day, trying trying to think of another word for uh, I don't know mute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <sighs> and who is the final person on your list? Oh, it's uh, Mr. Uh, no Love, Cody Garbrandt. Oh my gosh. I know, and for him, you know, because you know, if you watched the Embedded last or two weeks ago, and you saw that Sean O'Malley was planning to to rib him to rib Cody because he's so easy to rile up and we've seen Cody's temper in the cage, you know, be the end of him and, and many fights twice with TJ Dillashaw, Pedro Munoz again with Kai Cara France. I think the man needs to work on relaxing, maxing and relaxing. I've heard that having a fish tank, you know, with fish in it is very soothing, helps to lower your blood pressure. So I think I'm going to give the man a fish tank. So he can sort of work on meditating and just keeping himself centered and, and staying cool, calm, and collected because, you know, he gets a little flared up sometimes. He's got to work on that. You know what? That's a great one. <laughs> that inspires my gift. I'm going to give him just like, you know what? A basket of those stress balls. Oh, yeah. Like the, not the like a rubber one, like the bean ones. Like it's a really teeny tiny beanbag chair. Yeah. And you know why? Because then, you know, if you want to squeeze it, you can. If you want to throw it at the wall, it's cool because you could just pick up another one out of the basket and keep going. <laughs> you know, so I, I think that's the strategy. You can't just have one. You got to have a bunch because sometimes yeah. one just doesn't do it. I think like a barrel, you yeah. know, I think he needs a barrel of stress of uh, stress massage bowls. Okay. Okay. That's clever. That's clever. I like what you're doing. Um, are we on the last one? Is yes. it mine? Okay. So, my gift I wanted to find out. You know what? It's so easy to pick the people we know. I felt like we really got to pick people that maybe we don't always talk about a lot. So, I wanted to find somebody. I found this really special girl named Diana Afsaragova, the El Pantera, or La Pantera, in Bellator. Undefeated, 4-0, young prospect, just seems like a sweet young lady. And I was thinking, all right, so what can we do? I feel like, you know what, there comes a time, she's probably at that age, she'll still appreciate like a nice little like panther plush. <laughs> you know, like just like a little sits on the desk, you know, kind of deal like that. Not Black Panther. You know, I feel like everyone's given those out since the movie. Just like a nice regular panther. Oh, okay. Like yep. a zoo panther. Exactly. You know, yeah. just sits there, has big eyes, has a name like, you know, Jose on the <laughs> collar. Jose. I don't know. For some a reason, it's like, what? Jose. What would you call your panther? Uh, Bagheera, maybe? <laughs> From the Jungle Book? I don't know. Wasn't he a panther, the black one, the black cat? I mean, I'm going to just ride with it and say, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this was a tough one for me. I didn't know. I couldn't get very personal with her, so I had to just take a step back and say, okay, you're an athlete. Obviously, you're an elite athlete. you got to stay in tip-top condition. And uh, I just got this from my husband. He really likes it. It's you know sort of uh, in line with where you were going with Cody Garbrandt. It's this cool little massage ball. It's blue, and it has little soft spikes all around it. And, uh, and you can twist it open, and there's more balls inside to massage other parts of your body, your hands. And then you have two halves of the circle. So you have two semicircles, and you can put a step on it with your arches. It's like a whole body massage ball in, in one. I say massage system in one. So my gift to Diana... Afsa Ragova is that, I don't know what it's called, the blue massage ball that I got on Amazon <laughs> for my husband. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is an yep. incomplete, Natalie. <laughs> hey, you know. it's really good. <laughs> like if Tom Brady throws that to one of his receivers, they don't catch it. You get what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I have... I have toyed with a lot of these lacrosse ball, Second down. the fireball. This blue one is kind of a game changer. It's $25. It's the referee cheap. is ruling this an incomplete. Oh, okay, okay. 
Well, I mean, I can just give her a gift card to the Cheesecake Factory for after her fight. I'm going to get her that thing I got from her. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to buy her a new one. I'm not going to take my husband away and give it to her. Oh, the, just the way you said it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> buy her one blue ball. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Oh my gosh, it's it's always a fun segment every year. I think um I think our people will be very happy or uh they'll be asking when we sign on the dotted line to get in the cage next for their gifts. <laughs> um Natalie, can you believe we're at the end of the year? No, sir, I cannot. Oh my goodness, I was thinking about that. So um guys, we will have one more episode for 2021. We're not like those other quitters who take a break. Just because it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, if you ask me, that's when I have nothing but time. Yeah. Like, what am I going to, like, I already ate the pie and I enjoyed my presents. And it's like, well, what do I got to do? I'm not going back to work for a week. And, oh, what's going on? MMA. Mm -hmm. So we will be having the annual, the most anticipated show of the year. Maybe. The World MMA Daily Awards 2021. We'll talk about all of the biggest topics. We'll talk about the best fights, finishes, fighters, everything in between. If there's any news, somehow the breaks between now and then through Christmas, we will talk about it. But until then, have a good one. Have a safe holiday. We'll be back next week.